I'm Kevin. And I'm Garrett. And this is the podcast of Predator. This is horrible. This podcast didn't have no intentions with nothing. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast of Predator. Uh, I'm back after missing last week. This is Garrett, and here with me is, of course, Kevin. I'm not here. He, he broke my heart. Well, yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I know. We all have personal struggles. You know, obviously, this is not our job. But today, we will be talking about good friend John Dupe, which is actually pronounced Dupe, but I don't know about you, Garrett, but I'm not calling him that. No, yeah. Honestly, I'm I'm kind of new nostalgic about the name uh, Dupe. That's just always what I've called him. That's what I've heard uh, him as. So, yeah, they actually, Dupe, personally. It, they actually called him that in the original uh, episode. They called him Dupe because they misspoke. Yeah. I guess Dupe does kind of fit him better. Dupe sounds a little fancier, I guess. And <laughs> I mean, he's about as nasty looking as they come. So, yeah, I mean, it does make him sound, it makes him sound like some sort of like French waiter, but then Dupe makes him sound like exactly what he is, a clown. Yeah, something like that. So, all right. So now let's dive into his, uh, oh, and by the way, this is the podcast brother. You probably already know that, but yeah, just in case. The, and um, the name, but. we go over their chat logs, their confrontation with Chris Hansen. And then finally, their sentencing slash interrogation. And uh, we're, but before we go over that, let's go over who John Dupe was. So, John Dupe has a son, and is divorced, and had to pay child support. And uh, he was actually on bond for because he got caught in another sting for drugs, which I just find to be hilarious. What are the odds of getting caught in two stings? Yeah, and I mean. I just want to say I'm not at all surprised that this guy's been caught for drugs. I mean, when he shows up, he looks like he's, you know, a frequent meth user probably. I mean, drugs are obviously a very um, sort of controversial issue in our country, but I think everyone can agree if you're doing drugs so much that you look like that, it's not good for you. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there was more going on than the drugs. I think um, genetics probably had something to do with it, too. But So... Beyond that, John Dupe was actually living with his mother, and she actually used her house, I believe, as bond for his um uh, for the drug sting. So I think she might have lost the house. We don't know. I couldn't see anything as court documents, but I think that's what happened. Yeah. So not only do you get caught in a sting after what a divorce, uh, you also make your mother lose her house. So really bad turn of events here for. Uh, Mr. Dupe, Dupe. Um, John Dupe was unemployed. I'm sure that's a shocker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And finally, John is six foot one and only weighed 170 pounds at the time of this thing. I have no room to talk on that, so I'm not gonna. Oh yeah, Garrett's six foot. <laughs> Garrett is six foot four, but weighs um like 180 or something. So yeah. Yeah, we're not going to disclose that. But he's not a meth head. Yeah, no, no. Anyways, that's a little bit of the backstory on both Garrett and Dupe. <laughs> yeah, I really so, appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Feels good to be back. Well, you deserve it. So, anyways, um, let's go over the chat log. First of all, Dupe's chat log, which I went over in its entirety, um, is the longest chat log. 
of anyone caught in HVP. Hanson versus Predator. Longer than Jeff Sokol, longer than Jesse Velez, you know, you name it. He had the longest one. And it's also interesting because Dupe had the exact same decoy as Jeff Sokol. She even shares a lot of the same interests, like sports, eating, ballet. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure they use like a template almost for a lot of these decoys. Like they just have, you know, these are my hobbies and these are the things I do on the weekend. You know, this is the grade I'm in. They probably just, you know, have like a format they go with that they use for a lot of these decoys. Obviously, it's not always the same one because that would get really obvious, but you know. Yeah, and I mean, obviously that would be the case because these guys don't know each other. You know, Jeff Sokol and John Dupay do not know each other. They're not having a beer on Friday night going, hey, you know, this is Bailey girl. Hey, that's funny. I know a girl named Bailey. Is she 13? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that would be the crossover of the century. Forget Marvel. That. We need that. Yeah, no, no. Where's the the... Hanson versus Predator cinematic universe. Where's that? Yeah, where they where worlds collide, the backstory. So John goes by John Santoro for some reason. And also trying Connecticut, but that's just his screen name. He actually goes legitimately by John Santoro. So do we have any backstory whatsoever behind the Santoro name? Nothing I could find. Absolutely nothing. I think he might be from a town or city named Santoro, but that's all uh. I can gather. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to do more research on that. I've never heard of Centauro outside of uh, Mr. Dupé Dupé. And get your bingo sheets out because John Dupé does one of the classic Predator ones. Lying about his age, taking shaving a solid 10 years off. Yeah, and that always interests me because it's it's illegal either way. You know, it's like. I don't know. I guess it makes it more appealing, if you want to call it that, to the decoy. Well, obviously, they think the decoy is real when they're first talking to them. So I don't know. But either way, you know, 30, 40, whatever he says he is, it's it's not good. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's just like, hmm. What's some, maybe if you're going to lie, just saying, say 21, that's like a cool age. 30's not cool. 30's like on the verge of turning middle-aged. Sorry to any 30-year-olds out there, but that's just kind of the truth. Yeah, you're basically knocking on death's door at this point. <laughs> you know, start planning the funeral. Yeah, okay, fine, Gary. <laughs> Maybe in the middle ages. Well, you know. Yeah, but um, John Dupay, I'd also like to say, even if he was 30, he'd be a really bad 30. Like, I don't even know why I laughed about, like, or lied about that because eventually the decoy is going to see you and uh i don't know yeah i mean you don't look for 30 30 or 40 she's not going to find you attractive either way dude um the other thing is actually uh we're not going to talk about him today really but lee greer was actually 30 and we all saw him so it is possible yeah no lee greer i can't wait till we get to him he was a bad 30 so john dubay initiates contact with hello and the picture which is dark and poorly taken Mm -hmm. um i can kind of see why like it's scary i encourage people to look it up yeah no i i actually haven't seen the picture myself i'll have to check that one out but i can only imagine given john dupay and uh oh it was hard to find in, in, in your defense um 
I had to go find a YouTube video of someone going over it. It's not just in his chat log. It's oh. on Reddit. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a creepy guy all around. And so that I can imagine. So distance is established early on. John Dupay establishes just how close he lives to the decoy. And he's rather excited about it. Okay. And how close is he exactly? I don't know exactly, but I do know he's from Connecticut. So in Connecticut's not a huge state. So probably maximum 40 miles away. Yeah. I mean, it, it can't be too far, especially if he's excited about the uh, the distance. It's probably like, you know, 20 minutes, maybe something like that, 30. And, you know, obviously, yeah, I mean, it's not a huge state. But here's the most shocking part about the chat log, and we'll talk about it later. The decoy says that she is Irish and Mexican. Have you seen Bailey? <laughs> you look Irish or Mexican. Yeah, no, that's a bit of a stretch. Um, I don't know. That feels like an unnecessary detail. They could have at least made it fit the decoy, you know. But now here's the funny thing. John Dupay has not broken the law yet. Everything we just told you, not breaking the law. If you want to go up to a woman and say, I am 30 when you're actually 40, that's not against the law. However, after the first day, then age is established. Mm. and Dupay doesn't seem to care. So that's that's interesting to me that they waited till after the first day to uh, establish the age of the decoy. Yeah, it's interesting because usually they try to just bag him as fast as they can, but, you know, maybe they thought they could get him comfortable, maybe something like that, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe they just forgot they couldn't find a good opening. <laughs> If they forgot, they might not be very good at their jobs. I don't know. That seems like a critical piece of this thing. Okay, I didn't mean forget like that. I mean, like they... Actually, I don't know what I meant because, what, just John Dupay is so freaking interesting that you have to... Yeah, yeah. No, they just... In case they were going to scare him away, they just had to keep the conversation going. Oh, man, I screwed up. I don't even know what that sound was. Personally. It, was it was Lauren Armstrong. Oh, God. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's a little hard to hear. But anyways. Um, was that last week's episode, Lauren? No, no, no. We are going to go over Lauren in episode 10 for our finale. Uh, not finale, I mean uh, well, you, anniversary. You spoiled it, but that's all right. Anyways. Can't wait for that one. So, things about John Dupay's chat lock that stuck out to me. First of all, he used the word blazing a lot. He's blazing. He's blazing. blazing? Yeah, blazing. I have never heard anyone use that. <laughs> That's some old school slang back in his day. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's not even referring to like drugs. He just is like, that's blazing. That's, I don't know how I feel about that, but it's not good. And then uh, he uses an excessive amount of emojis. Okay, okay. It's weird more than I do. And I'm, you know, I'm not going to disclose my age. We've already disclosed a lot today. So, yeah, um, yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm young. Let me put that way. I'm in college. So I don't even use me. 22. <laughs> trade. I mean, who cares, man? It's all right. Anyway, so John uses an excessive amount of emojis like a grandma who just figured out what a smartphone is. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I think it kind of fits his creepy, you know, creepy attitude, though. 
He's not trying to be creepy. No one wants to be creepy. Yeah, I know, but it's like he's trying to fit in with this younger person. Yeah, like, something I hadn't thought about. Maybe he's. It feels like yeah, he's trying to be up with the times and you know seem younger than he really is, maybe or you know connect. I don't know. It seems a little creepy to me. Now here's the other interesting thing. Just by looking at John Dupay, you would not think this man is an experienced groomer. You would think he's just a blind penis running around going like, who can I bang tonight? Or who will be a, who will actually take me tonight? But he actually shows signs of it. He's not sexual right off the bat. He um, really eases his way into it. And the decoy actually has to get him to hurry up. I mean, I know the first time I saw him, I assumed he was experienced in attempting to groom people. I didn't realize he was successful, though. I don't, I don't know if he was successful. No one does, but he seems to show signs that he knows what he's doing. He sure looks like he knows what he's doing, just not well. Yeah, but um, then what's next here? We got... Uh, John DuPay breaks the barrier by asking if she's ever had sex. Right. Which of course you right. ask, which of course you'd ask a girl that age or a girl in general. Like, I just, I can't imagine it. I, I've gone over this in before, but like if somebody... If I talk to somebody, I'm never going to ask them in the few, first few days knowing them, have you ever had sex? Like, you just don't ask them that. Yeah. Even if you are interested in them that way. No, not at all. Although I do have to give him props. He did wait till the second day. That's more than a lot of these predators can say. I know uh, Jesse Velez, we talked about a few weeks ago, um, or a few episodes ago, I guess. He was, like, right into it. First 30 minutes of the chat. Oh, Yeah. First picture, first message with a penis picture. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Forget about that. But uh, not to get too off track there. But yeah, Dupee, Dupay, he at least waits, you know, at least one day. It's the second day when he sends the sex message, right? And then the decoy makes the biggest mistake of their life. They call John Dupay Boo. He just runs with this. He's like, he's like, oh, I she called me Boo. You know, personally, I don't think that's a mistake at all. I think the decoy knew exactly what they were doing. I get so They're, tired of calling someone boo. Yeah, but at the same time, like that's their job. They were like, hey, all we got to do is call this guy one pet name, and we rope him in. We got him. So yeah. I, I think mission successful there. As Chris Hansen would say, let's reel in this slimy fish. Yeah, which predator was that that he said that to? Michael Gentile. He's, he said, that, let's reel in this slimy fish. Yes, I, I do remember the line. Now, the decoy is a huge sports fan, and there's a lot of talk about sports, which I find interesting, and everyone else should find interesting for one of his many quotes that comes later on. Um, they play 20 questions multiple times, which is a little juvenile, I have to say, but I wonder if he's doing it because he enjoys it or if he's doing it because he thinks she'll enjoy it. It's, it's juvenile. That's why he's doing it. She's a child. It's juvenile. True. So, um, then there's this other line. Feel me inside your baby. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a classic. Um, I, I don't know if that's ever worked. I think Chris Hansen later brings that up. We'll talk about that later. I think he mentions the fact that like, I, I, no one has ever used that line successfully. Has it ever worked for you before? No. Yeah. Why do you use it now? <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's a really just awful line in general. I, I can't imagine that working in any situation, but especially with a 
you know, underage girl. How old is the decoy supposed to be? I don't 13, know. so predator special. Yeah, no, okay. Um, John DuPay shows clear knowledge what he's doing is wrong. He um clearly, he clearly does. So it's not explicitly done like Jeff Sokol, but oh man, we're just talking about all the other predators. The predator versus alive and well. So um, yeah, but he does show clear knowledge. So to anyone who feels bad for him, I'm not sure, but for the one person in like uh, I don't know Italy that did um, you he knows what he's doing is wrong. So was there actually someone in Italy who felt bad for him? Mamma mia, let my man John DePay go. Okay, I'm sorry I asked. All right, um, yeah, but uh, and that's a good point you brought up is like he knew obviously what he did was wrong, as with all of these guys, and um, especially given how long uh, John's chat log was, you know, it's it's clear and obvious motive, as these guys all have, you know. It's the same story, just a little different and a little more meth for John. So, John is not does not have an overly disgusting chat log. Like, it's not in the top ten worst. It's bad, obviously, but it's not, like, in the top ten worst I've ever seen. So, props to John for not getting worst person of the year award. Yeah, he waited a full day to start talking about sex and uh, didn't have the most disgusting chat log, just... Just bad, not horrible. Just I mean, it's slimy. all horrible. But. Just slimy, you know. Yeah. John Dupay is very needy. He uh, asks the decoy for a lot. He's like, hey, boo, what you doing? And then it, it's like an invitation. like Little pro tips. If anyone asks what you're doing, that actually means ask me what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, kind of. I guess in some cases it is just, you know, yeah, I mean, being interested in someone else and what they're doing, but yeah. It's most cases it's manipulation. I've heard, I've heard that most people don't actually ask you that unless, well, it's complicated. Some people do ask people that like every day, but if in a relationship like this, it's because he's just a needy, lonely man who wants someone to ask him about what he's doing, mm-hmm. even though he's probably doing nothing. Yeah, I really don't know. Or maybe he's just trying to find a time to come over. I, I don't know. Yeah. So John ultimately shows up. And there's a very, very, very disturbing phone call. Hello? Yeah, Um. the hello. Yeah, that... That hello always gets me. It's like, yeah, is that really the intro line you want to go with there, buddy? That's that's how I should. That's how I'm going to do it from now on. It's going to be like, it's going to call someone up at three in the morning and be like, hello. Yeah. No, I, if you ever do it to me, I will block your number. I'm just letting you know now. Yeah. So John Dupay basically has a conversation with himself. She's just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay, boo. And he's just like. So, what you doing? And, you know, just basically having a conversation with himself. It's, I didn't, couldn't even listen to the entire thing. And, you know, I'm obsessed with these guys. So, for me to not listen to the entire conversation means it's pretty bad. Yeah, and I think that's interesting. You brought up the the fact that he's basically just talking to himself. She's just like, yeah, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, it kind of shows just how desperate some of these guys are. You know, because, like, 
he's completely oblivious, I'm assuming, to the fact that she's not at all interested in what he's saying. Like, obviously, she's a decoy. But if a real person ever you know, responds to your questions like that, uh, pro tip, they don't care. You know, and I yeah. think, yeah, John's just completely oblivious. Yeah, you got to learn some self-awareness. So John's sister drops him off because he doesn't have a car, which is addressed later on. And finally, we're at the sting house where John comes bearing presents. Yeah, presents. Yeah, yeah. And um, this is really where he stands out to me uh, as especially creepy. He comes in and immediately wants to give the decoy a hug. I do distinctly remember that, um, which she immediately backs away from. I don't know. She says, Yeah, no, she like says, I don't know, and then runs out of the room pretty much. So, although they do have a short conversation before that, don't they? Um, okay, so for starters, something I always like to go over is the decoy is not decoy, I mean, John's fashion choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a large shirt. Now, we do know why he has large shirt on, it's because he wants to hide his bare physique. Which is such a weird way to put it, but that's the only way I can put it. I mean, how does he put it? He's just bones, and he wants to hide that. He wants to seem more husky than he truly is. Or he just has zero fashion sense, but, you know, it could be either. could be both. I don't know. John Dupay presents the Cheetos that he brings her, which he calls them chips. You know, someone else talked about this in the TCAP community, but I have to agree with him. Cheetos are not chips. They're something in and of themselves. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree, but I'm not going to open that can of worms. That's a whole nother debate. Anyways, so, uh, he hands them to her like it's a, like a pot of gold, like he's giving a leprechaun some gold. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, the gifts are always important because that is a sign of uh, motive. And um, I know they can use that in court cases when they show up and bring gifts. Yeah, I mean, it is important, but it's also hilarious at the same time. So. John also goes out of his way to hide his teeth. His teeth are, um, let's just say, not in the best of shape. Well, you know, I, I had never really thought of that. But now that you mention it, I do remember him like kind of covering his mouth with his hand a lot. Uh, at least in front of the decoy. With Chris Hansen, he didn't care. Well, obviously he not. bigger fish to fry at that point. But uh, with the decoy, yeah, he definitely covers his mouth a lot. Yeah, because he doesn't want her to know. Now, I don't know how it's going to work. I assume at some point in time, he was thinking about kissing her. That's just my assumption. As sick as that sounds, that's my assumption. So I'm sure he was planning on doing so, more than that, but yeah. So, it, you can't hide your teeth forever if you're going to do that. Typically, one thing leads to the other, so I don't understand what his plan was. Yeah, and I mean, I don't, I don't even know. Like, he's, he's going bald. Nothing against people, you know, who are losing their hair. But, like, there's more that I would notice if I were the decoy first than just his teeth. You know, it's... He he looks like a, like a druggie, like we talked about before. You know? So, yeah, I mean, obviously, one of the more creepy predators. And they're all creepy. So, for you to be considered creepy among the creepy... Yeah, yeah. Really puts you on a whole nother level. So, 
Chris Hansen has a great zinger once he ducks out from the hug. Hey, boo. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Chris Hansen comes in, and that's his first line. You can tell you can tell they were just talking about it. They're like, oh, he keeps making calling boo. Chris Hansen's like, well, I'll take care of it. <laughs> yeah, walks out and delivers that line, and it's it's just beautiful. The timing from Chris is just perfect. So John says, you know, we met her on Whisper. Um, not going to get into that. Um, and then he says she's 14. And, you know, she, Chris Hansen basically says she told you she was 13. And the reason why John says that is because she actually said she was turning 14 next month. And I think her birthday might have happened during the course of the chat log. So in terms of everything, I don't actually think John Dupay was lying because he had no reason to lie about her being 14 as opposed to 13. I think, honestly, he just got confused. Yeah, although these predators, very few of them make sense. You know, there's ones that they say they're one year younger than they are to Chris Hansen, you know? Mm, yeah, possible. It's it just like, they think that one year is going to make any sort of a difference, and it never does, obviously. So, John Dupay still says he's 30. Dude, as far as you know, this is a cop. Why would you lie about that? He's going to find out. Yeah, I mean, you'd think at this point he would just abandon all hope and be like, yeah, I'm I'm 40. You know, either tell the truth or don't say anything. Those should be your two options. So, then uh, Chris Hansen makes a mistake. He says that she was that um, John Dupay was talking to Brittany. This was not actually John Dupay. That was Vincent Ambrosio, the cowboy predator. Anyways, um, but he uh he got it wrong, and you know John Dupay still de- delivers a great response. What was this? I thought Dupay was talking to two different decoys. No, he actually wasn't. Huh? Oh, I no I was... record of it. Anyways, okay, because I was just thought that. Uh, Brittany was another decoy that Dupay was somehow talking to. And then, uh, of course, there's the lion partied for days in the mansion. Can you imagine, like, John Dupay in a mosh pit? Yeah, no, so go over the mansion story, because I, I have heard it before, and I still don't understand it. Okay, so, supposedly, John Dupay snuck into a mansion with a bunch of his friends, making air quotes, um, Mm-hmm. of a friend he knew and also put, should also put friend in air quotes and uh, partied for days in the mansion. And I just cannot imagine what like what? Like, first of all, what do you do in the mansion for days? Like, do you raid his fridge? Like, It was just you, like some rich guy's mansion and he was on vacation or what? We don't know. He just says he partied in the mansion for days. Okay, yeah. No need to give more context on that. Sure. I guess he didn't want. I guess he wanted to seem cool because I don't actually believe John Dupay would do something like that. Because not that I think he's above it, but I just don't think he could. I don't think he has any friends who have mansions. I don't think he has any friends in general. But yeah, no. Um, really weird story to just drop though on somebody. I'm gonna yeah. say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. He also says later on, like, oh, I would have never just walked in. It's like, yeah, but you'd walk into a guy's mansion. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So John Dupay claims he didn't bring condoms, but in fact, he did. And 
Then my favorite part of the um, interaction comes up. Hang out. No, I brought. What, get a hug? And watch football. Watch football. Yep. Who's playing tonight? Steelers and the Ravens. The Steelers and the Ravens. Yeah, that's an iconic line. And I don't even know. It's really not much of anything. It's nothing incriminating for sure, but it's just, it's just funny the way he says it. Oh, and then he follows it up with, of course. I had no intentions with nothing. So, yeah. No intentions with nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's almost like he thinks because he knew who was playing tonight, he's now in the clear. Yeah. Oh, well, I have my alibi. I was watching the Steelers and the Ravens, of course. You know, I hate both of those teams. I'm not going to. I'm a Bengals fan, so obviously I hate both those teams. So that just made John Dupay go a notch like lower in my scale. So if he was a Bengals fan watching those games, rooting for like a tie or something, would you all of a sudden like him? He would go from Hitler to Stalin in my book. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's the level. So um, I don't know if that helps him at all, but it helps a little bit. I, I don't know if that's much redemption, but sure. And then, of course, he says, of course, later on in the conversation. Oh, and there's also another thing. John Dupay claims that he, um, and not John Dupay, I mean, Chris Hansen claims that he was talking about salads. That was actually another predator as well. He's kind of off his game here. John Dupay never mentioned salads, and I looked deeply for him to talk about salads and Chris Hansen screwed that one up too. Oh, Chris. So there's no way you could have just missed that. I guess I could have missed it, but to be honest, I did do a word search like in the uh, thing. Right. Yeah. I don't recall salads ever <clears throat> coming up. Yeah. No, that's weird. I don't know. Um, maybe you could have missed it or maybe, yeah, Chris is just off his game for today, but I would think that that wouldn't be his job to get the, uh, you know, the chat log. You know, yeah, like, I mean, he doesn't like, actually read these chat logs. He just kind of skims over them. That's got to be like the police job to, okay, we're going to print off the chat log. We're going to give it to Chris Hansen from the read. Yeah, I mean, obviously. That's, that's not his job. So I'm not going to, I'll cut him some slack. Still, he should be doing as much research as I am. So yeah. um, he should have no life, too. I don't have a life. You can't have one either. Yeah, anyway. I'm, I'm sure Chris Hansen doesn't have anything else going on. Now, by this point in time, John Dupay is sweating bullets. He's like just sweating profusely. In fact, Chris Hansen said on his podcast that I believe he has like the third worst sweat that he's ever seen from a brother. That's a gross thought, but yeah, it does. It does kind of show. Uh, he's also got a pulsing vein just to put that yeah, in your head. Yeah, it shows he knows he's screwed. Like he's obviously nervous, which, yeah, why wouldn't she be in this situation? So. My favorite part, though, beyond the Steelers and the Ravens part, is the is where John Dupay says he's on his phone texting his cousin. He says, "Does your cousin know you're coming to me, a thirteen year old?" No. He's like, like it's ridiculous. Like, why would I yeah. tell her that? It's like I agree with you, John. It is kind of ridiculous that you tell her that. Well, he also says it like really casually. If you watch it back, it's like he's having another conversation with somebody completely different all of a sudden. Like, ah, oh, no, my cousin. They have no idea. But just a, a weird little interaction there. But. Now, Chris Hansen doesn't bring up much beyond the feel me inside your baby line. Mm-hmm. So, Chris um, doesn't appear to have much to say. And beyond, I mean, what is there to say? I read the chat log. Beyond just 
typical predator chatter. He just kind of talks about sports and meeting up and calling him boo and really uh, creepily asked how she's emojis. doing or what she's doing. Yeah. And emojis. I mean, there's not really much to go off of in Chris's defense. Yeah. No. And also after the feel me inside you line, what else do you need? Like that's as incriminating as it comes really. So you got him there. You got him with the, the Cheetos he brought. He's, he's done. So then John DuPay says, I'm terribly sorry, sir. I'm terribly sorry, sir. Yeah. I'm not like that. I'm a bad guy. No, that'll get you off. Yeah. So yeah, he's just apologizing. Now I think John thinks he's in the clear here, but of course that didn't work out so well. John gets arrested. Naturally, as they all do. Well, all from these things at least. But what's funny is John was actually on his phone when he got arrested. And he um I don't know, I just find it hilarious because they were like were like, put the phone down. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I actually did forget about that, yeah. That was interesting. Okay, so they take off John's sweater when he gets to the police station. And his shirt's is filled with nines which are which i i can i forget someone did some research on this and it was either g's or nines i don't remember which one but either way that is a hideous shirt like it was just covered on in the letter yeah g or the number nine yeah it's a white shirt just covered in nines or g's with different colors okay so he's committed multiple crimes today meeting an underage kid and wearing whatever that was okay good to know um, but yeah, obviously good cop, bad cop is used as it yeah. always is. The female cop is the good cop, which is odd to me. Like maybe they thought it would appeal more to John Dupay if the female cop was the good cop and as opposed to the you know male cop being the good cop. I don't know. Maybe I'm looking too deep into it. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's probably pretty standard. But like I feel like, I feel like what they were trying to do was appeal to john dupay because he probably doesn't get a whole lot of attention from women i mean really any of these predators you'd think if they can't even control themselves around a small child like they're probably going to be uh you know i guess more willing to talk with a woman yeah so that's my thoughts um john dupay thinks his only mistake was of course so why do you think you're here because I went to that house. Yeah, that was your mistake, John. Yeah, because I went to the house. If he had never walked into the house, no crime was committed. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. It's it's called solicitation. Yeah, it's not like, you know, sex talking to a, a young, an underage kid on online is illegal or anything. You know, it's only the walking into the house that's the problem. So, John um, cries the whole time pretty much uh it's not a great interrogation if you're if you like watching interrogations like i do uh i would skip this one because it is not interesting yeah and i mean i can understand why he's crying obviously he knows he's going to jail you know dude's been through a lot already it was all self-inflicted you know a lot of it but also he swears on his little boy i swear i'm a little boy i wouldn't do it yeah that'll get you out buddy keep going he doesn't give the detectives an inch, and it's funny is this. The good cop actually turns into the bad cop. He has two bad cops because they both get annoyed with him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's pretty insufferable at times, so 
I like how I like how she broke character. She's like, I can't do this. Like, it doesn't matter. We already got what we need from this guy. I can start being a jerk. Now, the most entertaining, the, the rest of it's pretty just like, you know, typical, but there is one moment that I've never seen deployed before. The male detective or bad cop or the first bad cop, whatever you want to call him. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, says that he th- he's like, he's like, he couldn't, he didn't want, he wouldn't have had sex with her because he couldn't have had sex with her. What? Like he was saying that John Dupay can't get an erection, which I wouldn't be surprised if that was true, but that's just such a weird thing to throw at him. He just hated him that much. He just had to add insult to injury. Okay. Yeah. Well, John's getting arrested anyways. I guess there's no point. So that pretty much does it for John's uh, interaction, but there is actually quite a bit of aftermath. So before, while John was in jail, um, John's sister, John's sister, sh- uh, not, not while he was in jail, but while he was in interrogation, um, John's sister shows up and she's very concerned because she thinks he got kidnapped or something. I suppose he did just by the law. So that's actually why Lori, the um, person who does all the chat logs, wears a bulletproof vest and all the videos that we see of her because they were afraid after that. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure there's. I mean, she's basically like an on duty cop, right? I mean, yeah, and no, she's not. She just works for Tetrad Corps, oh. which is the uh, undercover group that was communicating with these people. Cops yeah. actually didn't communicate with them, so. Much just much to the ridicule of the fan base. I mean, she's just been ridiculed left and right for wearing a bulletproof vest in a house. I, I mean, I, I'm assuming you're pretty safe there, but at the same time, you never know. You know, you, they deal with some pretty crazy guys on this show, so you know, better safe than sorry, right? Now, John Dupay was sentenced to eight years in prison, suspended after three, ten years as a sex offender, and seven years for the drug charge. However. The drug charge ran concurrent to the uh, sex offense. Mm, okay. So ultimately, he only served three years, which yeah. I think is a little bit light. I mean, they should have thrown the book at him for being a dual offender. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think for given that he was supposed to serve, you know, you said what was it for the original sentencing for his eight years and then suspended out of three. So eight years. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like with both charges, it might be a little light to only serve eight years, but I don't know. Has he reoffended since then? Well, we will get into that, but um, there's a little bit of stuff to talk about while he was in prison. Okay. During prison, John Dupay's family disowned him. Yeah. Also, strangely enough, his brother won the lottery and his sister died. Him and his sister died. Not John Dupay, but his brother and his sister died in a drunk driving accident after they won the lottery. Wow. Yeah, no. That, so, And I believe his mother also died. So John Dupay really just lost everything after they disowned him. Dang, this is a family full of tragedies. Yeah, I mean, you can still feel sorry for him. I mean, that would be genuinely hard to go I mean, yeah, that's like completely unrelated to his crimes. I mean, yeah, he didn't, so, no one really deserves to go through that. Yeah, I mean, plus that's not even just him getting hurt. That's That's his family getting hurt. So, yeah, so I mean, yeah. I can empathize a little bit with that, but yeah. you know, especially since he couldn't even go to their funerals because he was in prison. Yeah, no, I mean, him being in prison that was his own fault, but the death part in general, it, you know. Yeah, I mean, 
I mean, what are the odds? You win the lottery, and then, yeah, I mean, well. Anyways, so let's talk about his post-release. For one, John Dupay and his sex offender photos looks a lot healthier. He's gained some weight, and he looks a lot healthier these days, probably because he's off the pipe now. Yeah, yeah. I imagine. Fattened up on that prison food, maybe. Hinting he may have been on drugs um, during this. Uh, hinting. I say hinting in quotations because obviously he was on drugs, but it wasn't confirmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, John Dupay has violated probation several different times and failed to register as a sex offender. As of May of 2022, he is non-compliant, and his current whereabouts are unknown. So, John's out there somewhere, and that personally makes me sleep a little bit less more, less comfortable at night. He's going to hear this episode and come for us. Yeah, John Dupay's going to be like, they did that to me, they talked about it, they talked about my little boy, which yeah. we didn't, John. Well, let's see, he knows you're a 22-year-old Bengals fan named Kevin. How much no. can you figure out given that? Oh, no. Garrett outed me. Hey, he knows you're 170 pounds and six foot four. So, ha. Hey, you said 180. He's I coming for you. That. He's coming for you instead of me. Yeah, we're both screwed. Let's just anyway. admit it now. Anyways. Hey, John, if you're listening. Hello. <laughs> no, nah, really, John. We're just, you know. We're just thinking about you, buddy. I highly doubt you're out there, but, you know. He's probably just dead. That's my personal theory because, Dang. I mean, drug overdose, you know. Yeah, no, it's possible. Because, I mean, it makes sense why his whereabouts are unknown. Do you think someone like John's smart enough to elude the law? Uh, you know, that's a good point. He doesn't seem like the uh, evasive type, let's just say. So, who knows? Although, I did hear a story uh, just today, actually, about a guy who lived in like the ceiling of a Walmart for two years. Maybe he's pulling a stunt like that. Uh, I think I'd rather go to prison. Yeah, no, I don't know. Well, in any case, if John Dupe is out, if John, if John Dupe is out there, I hope he, um, returns himself in and, uh, return and hopefully stays out of trouble after that. And this is out. Thank you. 